Name them. That what? Name them. Well, what you did was ridiculous. Name them. Not having. Well, be quiet. So let me talk, Jesus. Name them. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Weffing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Name them. Name them. You're still on the name them. Oh, how could you not be? We heard it again this episode. It gives life. It does give life. It sparks joy. Uh Uh-huh. So how art thou? I'm well, thanks. How about you? Oh, all the better seeing your beautiful visage. (laughs) Speaking of visage, I just watched the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. I told you, I think, last week. I am loving this season of UK. Loving. Nice. Yeah. I think because American Drag Race, it's kind of like housewives in that they know what to expect and they put on their show face. Mm-hmm. Whereas UK is reminding me of traditional drag race. Mm-hmm. I'm just loving it. Oh, it's such a happy place for me. Oh, good one. Not watching the Australian drag race. I've given up on that like I've given up with Real Housewives of Sydney. <gasps> You've given up? Yeah, I don't love to hate them. Is it good? Is it getting better? Not really. See? It's suffering from the curse of where one person just wants an argument to last six episodes. Ugh. And it's like because so- one person's done something wrong, that means that they're wrong forever. And it's like we like to change it up a bit. Oh, God, it's Cheesegate all over again. Yeah. Bring back Melbourne and bring back Gina Liano. Best fucking housewives ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like when I was watching Real Housewives of Melbourne, PS people, if you've not seen it, get on that shit. I'm like, is this my favourite Housewives franchise? Oh, it's mine, for sure. Gina Liano, mate. So not the last season, because the last season was a flippity-floppity. Yeah. I think I might go back to season one of Melbourne just to, you know, bring some happy joy in my life. Do it. I think I might, actually, because Friday's the first day of my drinking week. Oh, okay. But Friday doesn't count, because that's the weekend. And I might might just sit, get in the bath, because it's fucking cold, watch some Melbourne and drink some rosé. I'm doing it, I'm doing it, people. I co-signed that. Tell me how you're spending your Rancho Relaxo weekend. Oh, how are you spending your Rancho Relaxo weekend? What are you doing? Anything fun? You're always doing stuff. Yeah, on Sunday I'm going to go see Wicked. <gasps> and North? if then. You know, I love a two-show day. Two-show day. So do you do lunch in between? Because it's like a, a matinee is like not really in the day. It's like the Avo. I think it's a, a one o'clock sesh and then a six o'clock sesh. So we'll probably, yeah, do a light lunch. Light lunch and then and then some dinner in between. I I prioritise going to see the shows rather than going out for lunch. Yeah, fair I'm enough. I'm not a big, like, going out to Sydney and having a meal type of person. I'd rather just go and do the activity. I'm so gutted that the Marigold is closed because you could always pop in for a quick yum cha. Oh, yeah. That place was a feckin' institution. I can't believe she's gone. Oh. It was the best. Let's get into our shows. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about Yum Cha. Fuck, I want to do a tight 10 on that. I think it's my turn, right? Yes. Okay, so do you want to start with Bev Hills? Can we, can we, can we? I loved it. Did you like? You did. I thought there was a lot of family stuff. There was a lot of fluff, but there was some there was solid scenes. Yeah. Well, I, I got so excited, like, seeing Denise come back <gasps> and then seeing the preview for next week with, like, Camille and Cynthia Bailey. Yes. and the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Like, I'm excited for where we're going. I think that's what I loved about it, actually. Now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, it's oh, that's what I loved about it. I got the impression that, like, adding in a new housewife on episode eight or five or whatever and, like, bringing in all these 
cameos mm. was probably the producers reacting to it being boring. And I haven't been bored per se, but then I also noticed that a lot of this episode was like flashbacks from the last couple of weeks since Vegas. And mm. it was like maybe they were feeling a bit agitated, like nothing's going on. Crystal's FaceTiming a brother in China. Let's get some Denise in. I forgot that this Anna Marie was coming in. I'm like, bitch. Where have you been all season? Do you feel it's necessary to add someone new? Not necessarily, but you did just say that there's a lot of fluff and we're doing flashbacks already. That's like what people do on a 10-year anniversary on a show. Yeah. Maybe we do need some new blood. I think we do because I would get bored of Sutton fighting with Kyle if this is all it is. Actually, who the fuck am I I kidding? No, I wouldn't. I don't know if we need someone new, but I'm curious, particularly because they're bringing her in at episode five. And I'm like, why wasn't she in episode one? Does she suck? Is she good? I'm curious. I want to see. Yeah, I'm curious too. And she pretty. She's pretty. Yeah. 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 I haven't paid much attention to her yet, honestly. Like I'm reserving judgment until she pops up on my screen. Yes. But I was kind of also frustrated with the start of the episode because I was like, you know, oh, TBC, we're going to pick up with the name I'm seeing. But then it just ended. Bitch fucking walked out. Yeah, but I don't know why that couldn't have been the end of the last episode. She ran out. Yeah. She does do a run. We didn't need a TBC. We could have just had her storm out. That You're right. Well, yeah, the whole first minute of the episode was the last minute of the last episode. But I did still enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not complaining that we got that. Name them. Yeah. I'm just obsessed. <laughs> So go on, suddenly suspicious. I like the title. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about her suspicions about their marriage, right? It's like Kyle can say to Sutton, something's going on with you. And then as soon as Sutton says, I think something's going on with you, that's the worst thing in the world. And Kyle's like, how dare she say that to me? How dare she throw that in my face? And it's like, you just said the same thing. Yeah, but there aren't rumours in the blogs about Sutton. And Kyle is like, you did that on purpose so we can talk about the rumours that my friends have been avoiding talking about for me. But you're right. Well, she used the exact same words. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of it like that. You're so right. Yeah, Sutton gets off on a technicality for sure. Totally. And so, yeah, they're like, what's going on with you? What's going on with you? We sort of covered that. And, yeah, Kyle's like, well, I'm going to go leave in the rain and run out like it's Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it was only 20 minutes, someone said later. Yeah, I think Sutton was saying to Garcelle on FaceTime that she was only there for like 20 minutes. Mm. Well, we got a lot out of those 20 minutes. Well, and I'm thinking half of that would have been miking them up, <laughs> getting the lighting right. <laughs> I was happy to see it, but only because of the name em. Otherwise it would have been boring. I fucking love the name em. Name em. And she like punches the table with her finger, gesticulating wildly. Oh, <laughs> I so love good. a gesticulation. Oh, totally. So then we go to Erica's place. She's got her mum coming over for a short stay and they have to share a bed. And there's all this like, you know, oh, no, I've got to fit my mum in. We don't get along for longer than like an hour at a time. What what did you think of this whole storyline? I did laugh at the idea of Erica having to share a bed with her mum when before she used to sleep in the West Wing. So I was just like sucked in. But apart from that, like, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I I did enjoy the image of like Erica on a fold out bed with like the bar like digging into her back. Totally. I'm like, bitch, you got a food to him. What are you complaining about? (laughs) <laughs> and we see her mum later So at the beginning we really yeah, don't yeah. get much Her mum arrives no, I'm like whoopie fucking dope Yeah, yeah Okay, and so then we go to Garcelle's house Her son's cooking steak He wants his girlfriend to sleep over They're setting up that she's got a screening of her movie Black Girl Missing 
I also felt like this was kind of a bit of fluff, but it was just leading up to the resolution with the whole Erica yelling at Jack's thing. Okay, so you know me, I don't care for the children, uh-huh. but because she has an asshole son, Jacks, I like listening to her son Jade be nice to her so he can stay. Like when he says, um, when he's talking about the screening and he said, which one should I avoid and which ones do we like? I was like, oh, you're sweet. You can stay. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) But also I'm like, watch the show, read the blogs, catch up. (laughs) (laughs) We do the homework. (laughs) It's your mother. You should do the homework. Like how come I know more about your mother's beefs than you do? (laughs) But I'm also like... And he's cooking her dinner. Like, they're cooking together. He's happy to be on the TV for his mum. I'm like, he is the good son. Can we get him a present? Mm-hmm. Can she spend some money on him and not on the other one? I don't, I don't know if you can do that with kids. Oh, my mother used to, so. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> and then Crystal gets a family scene. Everyone's just getting a fucking family scene. Yeah. And it's like Crystal's first scene in, like, five episodes. But her whole thing is about Jeff, the brother. Mm. So he... Was like engaged to someone in China and then the pandemic hit. And so then Crystal and their mum were like, you need to come back to America. But the fiance couldn't come to America because of all the restrictions. And so he had to ditch her. And so now there's that resentment because they broke up, probably because they weren't together in the pandemic. Grow a pair, dude. You think? It is not your sister's fault that your relationship didn't work out. Ooh. I'm sorry. So my partner and I have been together for the 25 years. Mm -hmm. Muzzle. (laughs) Yeah. Where's my present? (laughs) (laughs) Like you are going to face some shit. Relationships are harder than they are easier. Uh She probably did you a fucking favour. Because let me tell you, if I was away from my partner for months and months and months and months, we wouldn't be breaking up. I would actually have time to miss him. And I would get Mm -hmm. some me time. Like, go fuck Mm -hmm. yourself, it's Crystal and your mum's fault. If your relationship can't last because you're somewhere else, that's your problem. Yeah. You're engaged to be married. You're not like we met two months ago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sorry, buddy. It's convenient for you that you get to blame Crystal and your mum. It is on you. Sorry. And I do think if I was Crystal, I'd be saying, yeah, get out of China and come back. Like, we're facing international lockdowns. Get back to your country. I understand that Crystal was sharing that and she shared before that culturally there's a lot of pressure from the mum and all that stuff. I'm Uh taking all that into consideration, but if you can't say no, I'm staying with my fiancé, go fuck yourself, that's on you. I understand Mm -hmm. that Crystal would feel guilty because she loves him, but she's taken on too much responsibility for her brother's actions. Like he came back to America because he knew that if he got the COVID in China, he'd probably fucking die. Like Uh no one put a gun to your head, buddy. Sorry, P.S. I thought he was gay. Why did I think he was gay? Was that you that convinced me he was gay? Mm, I do think everyone's gay usually. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So what do you think of Rob saying maybe this isn't about Jeff, this is about you? To Crystal. Um, that she's making it about herself. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I don't think that's fair because if she's feeling all sorts of guilt, who else is she going to express it to but her husband? Like, yes, mm-hmm. don't make it about you when you're talking to your brother. Mm-hmm. If she feels guilty, she could have, should be able to offload that onto her husband so that she doesn't offload it onto Jeff. I thought that was a bit harsh. 
But mm. he probably knows her better than anyone else. So maybe she does that a lot and he's got to remind her, snap out of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So then we go with Sutton and Jennifer Tilly to go see her horse. Santos. What I loved about this scene was that it was just like all this like build up to visit the horse and then she just feeds the horse a carrot and then they're having lunch in the stables talking shit. I know. <laughs> it's such rich people. Okay, I've seen the kids for two seconds. Now the nanny can take them away. Yeah. Well, and we do see in flashback later that there was a photo shoot, which I also think is hilarious. She just spent $47,000 US on this horse. Nathan, this is a woman who spent in Australian dollars over $71,000. Sight unseen, she bought mm-hmm. him on the line. She never met him before. She didn't have her vet do like a wellness check. Like you and I would jump online to the H&M and buy a 10-pack of singlets. This is how yep. she dropped $71,000. Of course she's that bitch who has a horse nanny and he's just going to go have lunch. I kind of love it. She is the dynasty incarnate and I'm obsessed. If she wears shoulder pads, I'm going to die. Like I'm obsessed with her and her life. So she is richer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think she wasn't just buying a horse. She was buying a tagline. She was buying a couple of (laughs) scenes. She was buying something to talk about in confessionals. I'm obsessed with that woman. Worth it. It's a tax write-off. Yes. So her and Jennifer Tilly basically talk about Kyle and the wedding band and the rumours and the changed behaviours. I don't know. What do you think? Is is Sutton just getting all that out there? Sutton wants to talk about the rumours about Mo and about their marriage because when she says she's doing that little um, math equation, (laughs) when (laughs) she says it's weird, she goes to the gym for three hours, she's eating differently and she's not drinking, none of those seem weird. That just seems like a health kick. Yes, but it's weird for Kyle. Yeah, but so none of those things alone are bad. It's the wedding band and the rumours of her having a girlfriend and the rumours of Mo cheating on her. At the time, none of us knew that they were in Splitsville. That's what she wants to talk about, saying that someone, oh, my God, so-and-so is eating really healthily, not drinking and going to the gym. Like, Sutton sounds crazy with that. I don't think that's crazy. I do think it's changed behaviour and I do feel like when someone's going through something, you often see that pop up. Yeah. And it's not like it's a bad thing, but it's just like if she's gone on six vacations with Kyle and Kyle's always slept in and drank and then it's just like, oh, suddenly we're in Vegas and she's getting up and going to the gym for three hours. Like it's a noticeable difference. It might be a good thing. Yeah, but she's lost 15 kilos. She's gone on a health kick. Yes, it's different. I would not be mentioning it in every fucking scene. Like I've had friends do that when they go like all of a sudden go on health kicks and I'm proud of them and happy for them. Kyle's right. When she got the shits with Sutton last episode and with Naaman, she's right. That's not what Sutton wants to talk about. Sutton wants to talk about the blogs. She's not wrong. Yeah, She's linking it for sure. Fucking oath she's linking it. As Jennifer Tilly says, she's desperately trying to control a part of her life because the rest of her life is unravelling. Again, They had this conversation in private before. I know. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So then we go to Erica, Mm. who is, let's just put this out there. She's mad that her mum didn't wash the dishes and suddenly it's her mum's fault that she could only afford a cleaner once a week. But I'm just like, why can't you wash the fucking dishes if your mum's the guest? Your mum's come to visit you. She's not the help. What, What an odd scene that was. She's so entitled. Seriously. When your mum comes to your house... 
Do you insist that she washes her coffee cup? No. No. Rude. It's rude. And then to be like, of course I only have a cleaner once a week, mum. And it's like, yeah, well, then you can fucking clean it. And again, you have a personal trainer, you have a housekeeper. You're not scaling back, sweetheart. She has a dishwasher. It's not like she has to fucking hand wash. Like, she was a cocktail waitress. Stop acting like you've <laughs> never seen a kitchen sink before. I know. It's like, crazy. come on. And so then this whole thing with her mum is like, so her mum was on the phone to her years ago and she asked a question about Tom that Erica didn't really want to get into. And so then she hung up on her and then they didn't talk. And then her mum went to go see her in her Broadway debut. And apparently that was an ambush. But her mum then starts talking about visiting a farm and Erica says, stop that line of questioning. I was I was so fucking confused. What's this farm? I don't know, but I need her mum on a podcast because you know that bitch can't keep anything to herself. She would uh-huh. spill the piping hot tea. But what, what is going what is she talking? It's, it's all about Tom, right? It's all about Tom. Hmm. And obviously Erica doesn't want it on the show because we know that they use those scenes in court against her. Mm-hmm. But what spins me out all about this, so Erica says to her mum, she said something like, I'm so glad all of that is behind me now. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. None of it is behind you. Yeah. None of She's it. She's trying. You're not even halfway through, bitch. Like, what is this narrative she's trying to spin that that's all done and dusted? She's just trying to say to the viewers, like, oh, I've I've paid my penance. Yeah. No one's coming for me anymore. You can like me again. Sort of working, honestly. It's just crazy town. We're still in court dealing with the fucking earrings in real life. Mm, I don't know. It's working. Oh, it's working? For whom? I don't know. Have you seen much outrage against Erica this season? Oh, because we've, you know, we're exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. And to be honest, there's nothing new in the courts yet. Yeah. We're still in the bankruptcy case. We're still going on about the earrings. Like, we've already done that one. When there's yeah. new stuff, then we'll be all about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm totally. still all about it, but you will care <laughs> when there's new stuff, I promise. Okay. All right, well, that was that scene. And so then we've got screening day for Black Girl Missing. Kyle is FaceTiming Dorit while Sutton's FaceTiming Garcelle. Kyle's doing her own makeup. And she's like, it's just a screening. It's not a premiere. Yeah. (laughs) Money troubles, I don't know. Because it's a Lifetime movie and it's Garcelle screening. Lifetime, I don't know, do that. that, Lifetime don't do screenings. It's for TV. Right, right, (laughs) yeah. And when we did see the clips of the movie, I was like, oh, this is a Lifetime movie. (laughs) But still good for her. I tried to do a little um, Just Watch app to see where we could watch it. And because Foxtel in Australia had it, we can't get it on any of the apps. Well, the thing is, I feel like I've seen the whole movie from this screen. (laughs) It's true. I was like, are they not worried about spoilers at all? But anyway, I digress. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it as soon as I can. A whole movie with Garcelle in it? Come on. We've got to support our girl. So Dorit and Kyle, they're talking about the strange visit with Sutton. And I did, I did love how Kyle recreates Sutton's recreation of Erica at the elevator. I wrote the same thing. It's a reenactment <laughs> of a reenactment. I'm like, if someone breaks out into song, I'm going to plot. So good. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Her hand gestures. It was just, oh, it was everything. I told you it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah. And they're just setting up, getting everyone on the same page before tonight's event. Okay, so then we pick up with Sutton, who's wearing pants, just for... 
She looks record. so good, though. She's booked a photographer for social media content and she's having a photo shoot while Dorit's in the car in the driveway waiting for her. Fucking queen behaviour. That is so funny. Come on, as if that's not hashtag karma. Because where were they once where Dorit was it's doing the so same hard. thing? Everywhere. They were somewhere and she was off doing a photo shoot. It was like shoot. Teddy's all-in lunch or some fucking Oh, well, shit. then that's fucking fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Can't yeah. blame Dorit for that. You can't. But it was so funny just watching Dorit sweat in that car being like, I would have loved an extra fucking five minutes, but here I am waiting for someone. How rude. Bitch was walking around with a fucking lit up hand mirror. Fuck, (laughs) I thought having like a little compact mirror was too much after I'd just spent an hour doing my makeup. She pulled out that hand mirror, can't tell you how many fucking times. Mm-hmm. It's like, sweetheart, mm-hmm. they've probably put hairspray on your face as a setting spray. Trust, nothing's going to move. Yeah, yeah. Everyone starts arriving at this screening party. I think Kyle gets there first and Garcelle's like, oh, you're an actress, so you get it, which I think is very kind Very Kyle kind. to call her an actress. Sweetheart. That's very gracious. What did you feel about the hat work? As soon as I saw Kyle in a hat, I'm like, Nathan is going to be like, that's it. I can't keep watching. Didn't fucking love it. And didn't even Sutton say, like, enough with the hats? Yes. Oh, thank God. See, she's she's our people. I just don't think you're meant to wear a hat indoors. Like, is that old school? Old school is men take their hats off, but women keep, like, for example, in church, women would keep their hats on. But, yes, oh, it's course. not church, so, yes, she should be taking the hat off indoors. <sighs> I fucking hate it is what I do. Are you seeing them wear hats indoors on the Downton Abbey? I don't think so. Oh, heavens no. Maybe like garden party, <laughs> keep your hat on. Anyway, Kyle's not the fucking queen of England anyway. No, she's like, certainly not. Take your fucking hat off. God, I'd even take <sighs> Camilla over fucking Kyle Richards. Oh, my gosh. That's ain't something. Are you, what, did you watch the new episodes of The Crown? No shit, sweetheart. What did you think of it? Loved it. I'll, I'll take anything that show will give me, but it's definitely better than last season already. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. My whole thing is I'm sick of Diana. Let the bitch rest. Like, I'm sick of it. Excuse me? How many me? movies and TV shows do we need to watch about Princess Di? I'm over her. I feel about Diana like other people feel about Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweetheart, I was a kid in the 80s. I have a clear memory of that royal wedding being on the TV. Uh-huh. You know, I've blocked a lot of my childhood PTSD. Mm-hmm, thanks but for, not that. Thanks for coming. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember seeing yeah. that, like, fucking 12-foot train. I have no... Like emotional attachment to to that at all. Oh, I do not understand. Seriously, you fail Queen 101. I don't like the royal family. Okay. Anyway, um, but I do love you? the crown. You don't have to like the royal family, but you don't, you're not into Princess Diana. I am really a different generation than you are. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> every gay man is rolling over in his grave hearing you say that. Well, so then we cut to the modern day Princess D, who is Dorit. <laughs> um, she, okay, what did you think of her, this whole thing where she was like sort of shocked that there'd be more than 20 people at a screening and she's worried about her PTSD in a crowd of 100 people? Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry, I get it. She was at Magic Mike the other day in Vegas. Is she prepared for that though? Would she not ask how many people are invited then? Yeah, she's probably sick of drawing attention to herself about it because that's exactly what is the last thing she wants is that attention. Okay. I know it's weird, but I get it. I do get it. Like I hate crowds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose I should give Princess Dorit a bit more cred because when I saw her getting like a jump scare from the camera operator, I was like, oh, Dal, you know they're there at least. Yeah, she's worked herself up in my experience. So I don't want to say what she is feeling, 
But yeah. in my experience, you know you're going to be anxious and it makes you more anxious. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not putting stuff on. I don't know her situation, but I do sympathize. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. I mean, sorry to make it real, day. but I um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at this party, we've got Larsa, we've got Jerry O'Connell. Yes. And it's fun to just see cameos. Yeah. Then Garcelle's son says to Crystal, come with me while I'm going to go up to Erica and just smooth things over. And he's like, hey, it's all okay. She apologizes, he accepts, and then Erica in confessional is like, that's a class act. And I agree. I thought that was really nice. Uh, considering how much flack and shit and vitriol, sorry, he got on socials, for uh-huh. him to say it's water under the bridge, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. Bigger person than me, I probably would be just like, tell that bitch to stay away from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I kind of liked how he asked Crystal to come with him. Like yes. it sort of shows that. Crystal is actually friends with that family. Yeah, that's true. It's not something we really see, but it's it's obvious when you look at it. Yeah, mm. I do like that. It's really funny because some of them, when they have real friendships, you're just like, yes, we know you're real friends, blah, blah. But when <laughs> but when they're not performative and they're just natural, you're right. It's like breaking the fourth wall. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so we see the movie, like pretty much all of it. <laughs> Denise rocks up. I love how she was wearing like a bomber jacket and jeans. I loved that. Like, bitch did not go and get glam. I love her. Yeah, and, like, I thought the tea was sort of that, like, even production didn't know she was going to come. Oh, really? So they sort of, like, scrambled being like, oh, my God, Denise is here. And then I guess they were like, let's keep her around. Why not? I don't know. What do you think of the whole Denise's return thing? So was it clearly, like, just Rinna she was trying to avoid for years? Oh, yeah. I think even Garcelle has said on her behalf before that she would consider coming back. Mm-hmm. If certain people weren't on the show, we know she meant Rina, and mm-hmm. I think she kind of meant Erica as well, but maybe not as much. Well, they hug after the screening. That was fake. You think? Okay, I think that was like, okay, it's been a few years, let's just reset. Uh huh. Or uh-huh. I think it was a hope to reset. Yeah, and like Dorit was like, I haven't seen Denise in years. And it's like, I, I would have thought you would have run into each other at least like somewhere down the street. While you're shopping with 10K in your purse for Christmas presents. Like, I thought you'd run into her. I don't see Denise Richards going to Buca de Beppo. <laughs> like, I don't see Denise Richards going to places where paparazzi are going to be like Dorit would be. Like, Dorit uh-huh. wants to be famous. Denise Richards is famous. Is famous. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't see her going to, like, the Chateau Marmont. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see her going to Subway. Like, she's a regular person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is totally. why she made a shit housewife. <laughs> Did you think Denise was a shit housewife? Yeah. Right. I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her, but you could see as far as she was concerned, it was a job and I don't think she loved that job. Mm-hmm. I don't think she gave it her all. No, I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right about like, that. Like I don't think she's as bad as Mary Cosby going, I'm not fucking going, but it was like, I don't think it was her favourite acting gig. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we have a sit down with Sutton and Kyle. Kyle says she's mad at her for implying about the marriage problems. Sutton says there's a lack of respect and she treats her like a little sister. And Kyle's like, don't flatter yourself. She says the Kathy thing never even registered with her. But Sutton in confessional is like, of course it bothers her. And of course it does. And Sutton even says, like, it would bother me. Yes, of course. So let's be real. So I don't know. Like, do you think it would have been better if Kyle just, like, owns up to that? But or is Kyle just living in denial for everything? Kyle is never going to own up to that. And would you in her position? 
No way would I own up to that. Yeah. I think the issue is, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, people, but I'm getting the impression that Sutton actually really likes Kyle and wants to be real friends with Kyle. And I don't yeah. think, I don't want to say Sutton doesn't, uh, Kyle doesn't like Sutton. I think she does. And I think she's fine to be TV friends with her. But I think as far as Kyle is concerned, she has enough friends. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a real friendship as far as Kyle is concerned. And I think Sutton figured that out when they came back from Vegas. Like when she said she had an epiphany or whatever that oh, yeah. she's not her real friend, I'm like, yeah, but it's not that deep. Yeah. Well, wasn't Kyle like her landlord for a while? Like Sutton lived in her house or yeah. something? I think Sutton really likes Kyle and and would happily be real friends with her. But for Kyle, it's just not that deep. And I bet Kyle's like... I've done this show for 13 years. I've had people come and go. Like, I'm not getting attached. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so then Garcelle and Princess Dorit, they have a moment. <laughs> and Garcelle's like, yeah, it was really defensive. You got really defensive when I was telling you my truth and you weren't hearing me. And Princess D, she's just like, yeah, right, you're right. Yeah. Dorit apologises. Nothing really happens. And then, yes, we cut back to Sutton and Carl and Sutton's like, your exercising is excessive, you're different, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it pretty much ends. I did like how Sutton in confessional says it's a love triangle gone awry. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of love triangles, so next week we've got the lesbian BFF coming. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that scene play out. Me too. And then, as we said, we've got Camille and Cynthia Bailey and the new housewife and it's all this talk about the wedding band. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'm excited for that. I'm Trey excited. The only thing I'm not excited to see is Garcelle having dinner with her asshole son, Jax. You really hate Jax? <laughs> he's 15. He's a fucking know-it-all. He's obviously done some therapy, so he thinks he's wise as shit. And it's like, you're 15. You have no life experience. And the fact that Garcelle, you know, she does have an older son. It's like, don't haven't you experienced this before? Like, it's like, snap out of it and stop taking this kid so seriously. He doesn't know shit. Like, he okay. hasn't had to sit there and make a decision between lunch and toilet paper. Like, he hasn't had those humbling life experiences. Like, what the fuck does he know? Okay. She takes him <laughs> way too seriously and he's hurt her feelings and he's constantly hurting her feelings by going, oh, well, it's the truth. It's like, you don't know. You can't handle the truth, kid. Uh-huh. Oh, he just annoys me. This is why kids are the fucking worst. Well, do you want to, speaking of the worst, do you want to just do a quick sidebar on Below Deck Med and the vile Kyle of it all? Can we? What's your take on the Kyle firing and the Natalia quitting and the fighting? Is Kyle getting fired? I hope so. Personally, I think that when Captain Sandy was, she obviously has been bullied at some point in her life really badly. Yeah, by me on the internet. Because <laughs> every fucking season she calls someone a bully. She has, she uh-huh. uses the word bully constantly. Yeah. And so I think that if she knew why Kyle got upset as a gay woman, I think she too would actually get upset and be a bit more sympathetic to Kyle. Mm. Yeah, Natalia sort of didn't oh. fill, fill Sandy in on the whole source of the argument. No, 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 no. The way that Natalia was just giving this one-sided incorrect account is not going to help her cause. She's crying to Captain Sandy and leaves out the whole point of this fight with, with Kyle and Max. I don't know how Natalia can stand the fact that 
Captain Sandy's calling him a bully. Like, wouldn't you feel guilty in that moment? Like, if I'm explaining an argument to someone, the first thing I'm going to do is own up to the negative parts of me that I recognise so that that person can understand maybe the negative part of me in that argument that I don't recognise and that's the advice they can give me. Well, I think they were all so drunk, they haven't watched the argument back, you know, like sort of when you witness an argument and you're really not getting full understanding of what was going on and she sort of chimed in at the end there. So I'm not surprised, I'm not defending Natalia, but I can see how Kyle's reaction sort of overshadowed everything that came before it. I can totally see that. But I can also see how he's just like, I'm sick of you inserting yourself. And later on in the episode, he does say, like, I felt like she was taking my voice away. And that's obviously something that he has experienced before, I'm assuming, as a gay man. I don't know, but I'm assuming. And so I get that that's why he was triggered. Does it justify his behaviour? No. At the end of the day, your co-workers, you can't scream at someone like that in the workplace. Obviously, lines Mm-mm. are blurred on a show like this. I get it. He does have a tendency when he gets upset and he feels justified in his upsetness, he does have a tendency to be loud. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a very tall guy. Getting upset like that and raising your voice can be physically imposing. Yeah. So he does need to watch that. It's not justified. His argument was valid. He was completely right. But the way he expressed it, he was wrong. He's an asshole. Should he be fired for it? I don't know. So, well, what I found interesting was when Sandy was calling everyone up, you know, she speaks to Max. She talks to the chef. (laughs) Two whole people. She spoke to fucking chef and Toomey. Yeah. So, but they were all awake. And who was lazy bones in bed? Kyle. Everyone was up, turning over the ship. He was asleep. He was obviously really drunk. I'm surprised he can remember the fight. He's an angry drunk. He is. He's not a happy (sighs) drunk. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Anyway, I found that quite exciting. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And look, the thing is, Natalia, there was no expression of, I'm finding a reason to leave because my boyfriend is at home fucking other people. Yeah. Yeah. We see through that. It's weird because I would have assumed coming into the season that doesn't matter what happens, I'd be on Kyle's side. I'm definitely not on Natalia's side, but Kyle isn't right. So I'm mm-hmm. loving it and I can't wait for next week's episode. I want to know if Kyle – I don't think he gets fired. Because I'd love it if he got fired. They've already fired someone before the charter started and – Natalia's leaving. I don't know if production are going to let her fire Kyle. Um, I don't know. Should we do Salt Lake City? I don't have many notes, which is If strange. I could turn back down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a funny episode again. Like, this show makes me laugh. Oh, it was great. Do you know what it is? I don't have any notes until we get to Mormon Craft Corner. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's breeze through it. So... Starts with Heather FaceTiming her kid about the book signing. She's just saying she feels good about where she is with Lisa and she wants to sort of reward everyone for their, for their good behaviour, which I don't think has been a thing, with a luncheon. And since it's April... <laughs> I mean, come on. We're like grasping at all the straws. Since it's April, the month the church was founded, they're going to do a pioneer crafting luncheon. But really, it's for Lisa to face traditional Mormonism. So she's like, yeah, we're in a good place, but this is a little dig at Lisa, which is hilarious. Yeah, I'm making Lisa put a bonnet on. You know what? Lisa's pretty. She's going to look cute in anything. (laughs) 
you know, she's going to look like an adorable little Muppet baby while the rest of them look like crazies you avoid when you're crossing the street. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I mean, Heather looks terrible in a bonnet. Thank God she's not a Mormon anymore. <laughs> she looked ridiculous in that bonnet. I could not take Heather seriously in that bonnet. And yet Lisa looks like a fucking cute little holly hobby. <laughs> fucking pretty people annoy me, honestly. So we then have a scene with, okay, this felt contrived as fuck to me. So Monica's talking to her kid about prom and then she's like, oh, have I ever shown you the photos from when I was prom queen? And then two seconds later she's back with a photo album and they're looking at childhood photos, which I thought was a freaking snooze. Yeah. And I don't know, she has, talks about how she has no pictures of her dad, so she's given the kid the photo album with photos of the baby daddy. And it just is like, oh, if that's the point of the scene, why would you segue into it through prom? Like it just feels fake. The point of the scene was to learn that her baby daddy was dealing drugs and the kid was playing with a plastic bag full of Oxycontin. Like jeebus creepers. Yeah. She grew up in a home, basically, of domestic violence. She got pregnant and married someone. That was a home of domestic violence. Like, she needs to ditch the mum because she is trying to claw her way out of probably generational abuse. Just Uh get away from that mother. Like, I'm not saying she's perfect. You can see by the way that Monica argues with people that it's learned negative behaviour. Oh, yeah. It's weird when you learn that normal people in normal families, when they argue, they still argue with love. Uh-huh. It was hard to learn. I'm like, oh, what? You don't go for the jugular? Like, I don't get it. So uh-huh. watching Monica later on argue and go for the jugular and then be emotional and upset, I know it is the weirdest thing for people who grew up in normal families, but that is so normal to me. It's not funny. Right. So this is why I have sympathy for Monica. I get where she's coming from. Yeah, yeah, I I still don't believe a word she says. (laughs) I know it's annoying, but and it is fucking annoying. Do I think she's, like, great on the show? No, I don't want to see this stuff on my housewives. No. When we're talking it out, I get it. Does it make Uh it great TV? Not really. Yeah, I thought it was funny how... So she's showing the photos to her kids and she's talking about, you know, holidaying in Bermuda every year or whatever. Oh, I didn't get a holiday in Bermuda. She says, oh, it's Bermuda's great. I'd love to take your kids there. And then I'm thinking, is she going to go on the cast trip without the kids after just having said that? I know. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And then I thought maybe, like, the kids will come at the end of the cast trip. I hope so. Like, give the kids a trip. Oh, I used to go to Bermuda all the time. We should go to Bermuda, knowing these kids have probably never been on a holiday ever. And it's like, oh, P.S., I'm going to Bermuda. (laughs) I know. I'd be so fucking pissed if I was that kid. Oh, I'd be robable. You're leaving me at home to look after these brats while you're living it up in fucking Bermuda? I would riot. Uh, okay, and so then Angie and her gay husband go to a restaurant and they realise that they have nothing to talk about and this is apparently the first time they've gone out in two years and they're like, what do we talk about? And I'm like, I don't know, what, what's his interests? Like, I guess he likes musicals and Britney Spears and Drag Race, <laughs> Princess Diana. Okay, so at first I thought, okay, I get it because my partner, we obviously live and we work together. So we're together all the time. So when we go to like sit and have dinner... There's nothing to talk about because we've been talking all day. That's what I thought that the thing was, but apparently no. Uh, My thing is you're a housewife, Angie. You tell your husband, hey, when we get to the restaurant, we're going to bitch about Meredith. Yes. We're going to talk about Lisa. We're going to bring up Monica's issues. And then your husband just has to be like, yes, dear. Like you're a housewife. 
Prepare for your scenes. I know I'm angry at Monica <laughs> for faking shit, but can you at least just put some thought into what you're going to film, Angie? Like, just show up for work just once. Like, it's not just putting on sunnies. There's more to the job than that. <laughs> she fucking shits me. And um, using your culture for comic relief. <laughs> I did laugh when she said, oh, but. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, I've never seen someone... Like, as I said to you last week, make a caricature of their own culture. It's like she watched my big fat Greek wedding and she thought, oh, this will be a good personality to adopt for the show. I mean, I get that you're Greek, but do you have something else? I, I do think the husband is hot. He's not my type. I think he's attractive, but I don't want to jump his bones. Mm, um, yeah, sorry. I was just thinking about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, and like I, I've seen people on, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I've seen people on like Twitter be like, take your fucking hat off at a restaurant. Take that cap off. You're bald. It's okay to be yeah. balding. I mean, I just ragged on Kyle for wearing a hat, but this gay husband, he wears a cap quite well. He does. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Anyway, so that was a scene. <laughs> that was a scene. <laughs> Oh, and Angie, she's now complaining that he listens to country music and he's like, well, you listen to the Humpty Dance? What the What's the, the Humpty, Humpty Dance? Dance? I forgot to Google it. I don't know. She cries and I don't really care and that's the scene. I don't like her enough to care about this Humpty no. Dance. No. She's a floppity flop this season. Like we've seen Mary Cosby twice and once she was just sitting there fucking eating some nuggies and I'm getting more <laughs> from her. <laughs> <laughs> and so you true. know how I feel it, like, you know, I think it's controversial to have a cult leader on my TV, but you know what? I'll still watch a Tom Cruise movie, so whatever. <laughs> so then Lisa drives to Heather's and hits a, hits a rock, and so she gets to the door and she goes, I just hit your rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? I don't know, but I need it in my life. It was so funny. And Heather's like... Did you see how fucked up her car was? It <laughs> was fuck so up. fucked up. Like, what's going on underneath the car? Like, is that 20 grand's worth of damage? You don't know. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to call John. <laughs> she just lived with it. I would have been, been upset all day like she was with the ring, but now she was like, oh, I hit a rock. She's got to have some good fucking credit, man, because either she's Jen Shah fake rich like, how much money does she make? Because she splashes the cash. Mm. Even if you have businesses, like, you don't necessarily always have great cash flow. Like, yeah. she has seemingly amazing cash flow. So I'm just like, where are you getting all this, like, ready cash? Maybe she has bags of Oxycontin at home. I don't oh. know. <laughs> you know. It's Fresh Wolf. Fresh Wolf is How really a boon. she have such great cash flow? Like you could have like assets and all that shit, but like she just, she spends a lot of cash. So either that or she has phenomenal credit. Yeah. And she's yeah. living on her fucking Amex because like even I'm curious. <laughs> so surely the feds are curious. Surely. And so Heather knows how to speak Lisa. And so I don't know if this is like a sponsored post or whatever, but she's like, <laughs> Lisa loves fast food. I'm just going to put out the Wendy's. Oh, my God, that made me so hungry. Did it? I was like, why is there eight burgers for like two people? Because I don't eat fast food because the only thing I can pretty much get anywhere is fries. Uh-huh. It just all looks so delicious. Mm -hmm. The memory of a cheeseburger from McDonald's, so good. Jazzed up, well, jazzed up Lisa. Mm. Uh, and so Heather's saying she wants to plan a trip. She had gone to the Tiki Lounge last night with Monica and she said she spent summers in Bermuda, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, let's go to Bermuda for Monica's birthday. And the whole thing is Heather said that Lisa has to be invited, so Monica has to apologise. Yes. 
that's where that was. Yeah. And then Whitney's meeting Angie at a bar and Angie's wearing sunnies again. That's, that's a whole thing. And Angie talks about her shitty date night and Whitney says she also has nothing to say to Justin. And I don't know. All these marital troubles sort of make me think Sean actually is gay. But I literally wrote one line for that. They vent yeah. about their shitty marriages. Boring. Like, I don't care. And then we've got more marriage talks with Meredith shilling this podcast just <laughs> continually. And Justin and Whitney are coming over to do it. And, I, I, you know, podcast scenes on TV aren't actually that interesting, but I did find it fascinating that Seth was just, like, wearing his headphones in the house and answering the door wearing his headphones. I didn't even notice that. And then Justin wears his headphones over his beanie indoors. I, I, I was like, are any of these cables plugged in? I don't. I've got to say, like, when they sat down to, to record the podcast, it wasn't as painful as I thought, but I didn't really have anything of note to say. Well, I think the... The biggest thing was Whitney just being like, oh, yeah, there was that time I blew Justin under his desk at work and HR walked in. And Justin was like, <clears throat> I've already been fired from one fucking job because of you on this TV show. Can you maybe shut up? Pretty much. <laughs> like, who would ever hire that man? I don't know. You know, when people apply for jobs, they go on private. Like, you know, they turn their social media off. But, like, how can he hide? He should seriously just work in her businesses because if someone needs to be self-employed, it's him. Yeah. And then he can get blown under his desk whenever he wants. Exactly. So that was a snoozer. Then we go to the pioneer lunch with the bonnets and the aprons. Hilarious. Monica arrives and Lisa just ignores her and blows her nose. <laughs> but I've got to say that you know how much grace I give Monica. But when the way that she says, hi, Lisa, it's so annoying. I would have ignored her too. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because my next dot point was them churning butter by hand. Oh, my God. That How was fucking funny is the that? The whole time. Meredith is really trying to get that thing to turn into butter because even when they're arguing, she's still shaking that fucking... Every cutaway and, like, the sound <laughs> effects of the butter getting churned, like, mid-argument was so funny. And just, like, it was an extended hand job joke when they were doing it at first as oh, well. Oh, it was great. great. And, look, I have done that before. It does take about 10 minutes. Are you talking about? Uh, actual butter, okay? I told you oh, about the butter, fucking butter. from scratch cooking class I went to and okay. that was one of the things that we did. It's not that fucking hard and it really doesn't take half an hour. you just got to shake it really fucking hard for like mm -hmm. five minutes, ten minutes. It does work. It's really not that hard. I don't know why it took Meredith an hour and it still hadn't happened. She obviously gives a loose handy. Like, you've really got to go at it. It's not the beginning of a hand job. It's the end of a hand job. Like, that's how vigorously you got to you got to shake she it. She was given a hand hobby, not a hand job. It's true. Yeah. So they make hanky dolls, blah, blah, blah. Monica turns her doll reveal into, like, a whole black sheep metaphor, which I thought was kind of great. I, don't mean, I loved it. She put so much thought into it. It was kind of really good. It was better um, than the doll. I mean, I really... Like, that's just lame, those dolls. I just saw it and went, oh, God. Like Those poor pioneers. Exactly. No wonder yeah. they were dropping like flies. What are you living for? <laughs> what are you living for? Who's hugging that while they're sleeping? It's sad. I mean, I suppose you had something to wipe your nose on. <laughs> that's true. So they eat. Um, it's all comfort food. And Lisa killed me when she said she's only a quarter of the way through the Book of Mormon, but she's pretty sure it doesn't mention mac and cheese and cornbread and ribs. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's so By the cute. way, I looked up that, what did they call them, funeral potatoes? Oh, Is yeah. that what they called them? I don't know. I looked up the recipe for that. Oh, my God, how fat do you want to be? 
Oh, really? Oh, here, I wrote some notes on it because <laughs> I was just, it was like a kilo of hash browns. So basically, uh-huh. it's like a hash brown casserole. You get a kilo of hash browns, you got cream, cheese, a can of cream of chicken soup, butter, yes. and then cornflakes on top. Wow. It's like basically everything on the planet with carbs in it put together. I don't know. I it sounded it. fucking gross. I'd like to try it. I would not um, like to try it. It would just ooze cheese and too much, team too much. And I love a potato casserole. Don't get me wrong, but uh-huh. nah. Yeah. Heather wants to play who's on your wagon, <laughs> as in like who do you throw off of your wagon? Oh, that's funny. And as far as I could tell, only Lisa got to answer the question because it just got so derailed because Lisa kicks off and she talks about <laughs> – <laughs> Well, Monica's so mean and mouthy and mean to women, she'd throw Monica off. I don't get why Monica took that so personally. What did she expect? You've both screamed at each other before. If I was Monica, I would have just rolled my eyes and just went, I mean, Captain Obvious, whatever. Yeah, you're off my wagon too, bitch. I don't get why Monica screamed at her about it. It's just so funny that Lisa had to throw in <laughs> the being mean to women. <laughs> oh, no. I just don't get why Monica was so triggered by it. Like, wouldn't you expect it? I would have just rolled my eyes and just gone, give me a cigarette next. Well, Monica instead is like, I think you fake your voice. Um, I love that because I've always been curious about that too. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, you shouldn't have said that thing about no one wants to be my mother, which is, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. And she goes, well, you called your mother Ted Bundy and she confuses Ted Bundy with Jeffrey Dahmer. You know Whitney <laughs> looked that up as if Whitney knew that. But it's still bad. <laughs> like, it's not like Ted Bundy's a fucking saint. At this point, like, I don't get why Monica is so bothered by Lisa. Like, when you both hurl expletives at each other to that degree, eventually don't you get to a point where you're just like, I don't care anything that person says because they're only trying to hurt me, so whatever. Like, It goes back to her putting a hand in the toilet, apparently. What? With the ring. Oh, okay. It's time to get over the fact that someone doesn't like you. And Angie needs to get over the fact that people are fighting on a housewife show. Like, why was she standing up trying to get them to stop? It's like, bitch, this is gold. Sit down. Yeah. Shut up and let us watch. Sit down and eat your hashy pie. And then when she does smash the glass and says, oh, but no one really reacts. It is kind of a genius way to actually be able to break something on a housewife and not get in trouble. Because do you remember in <laughs> Jersey when they, when Jen smashed the glass? Oh, uh-huh. my God. We went on about that. It was like the worst form of violence. I mean, obviously someone got kicked off of Potomac for doing it. If you say oppa, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Just being Greek, it's fine. No one even flinched. Yeah, I mean, half of them were still churning butter. Like, it's hilarious. true. <laughs> so Monica's like, well, I just won't go to Bermuda then. And Heather doesn't really get it. Heather's like, it was tit for tat. Like, why are you playing the victim? I do see when Heather called Monica crazy... I was kind of thinking like Monica. I'm like, why are we all telling Monica off? But then I do get it. Lisa hadn't raised her voice. And also mm-hmm. apparently the worst thing you can call someone on a housewife show is ugly. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just think Monica should have just left. Well, she should have because then Lisa sort of makes peace with her and then she sulks for the rest of it while they're doing the trip review. Yeah, she should have just left. Like when Heather called her crazy, she should have stood up and gone, okay, it's both of us, why am I the crazy one all of a sudden? And then I would have just left. Yeah, yeah. I would have got her point across. 
And I enjoyed when Heather said, we're going on a foreign passport required location. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I totally get her point because she, just like us, as a Housewives fan, hates it when their big trip is within their own country. Yeah, and it was all because of Jen. Yes, exactly. We're going to a foreign country. It's so funny. I can't wait for Bermuda. This is going to be great. We know they're still going to fucking Bermuda, people. Yeah, and Monica's going to go, isn't she? Of course she's going to go. She needs a paycheck. And she's going to be all like, I'm not going to stop her from having me go on a, you know, rekindle my family vacation era or whatever. Of course she's going to go. It's all for the dramas. Yeah, and I sort of liked how Heather was like, this energy is not the energy we want for a trip reveal, babe. Like, what are you doing? You were happy yesterday and now you're not? Like, get your shit together. I mean, she just doesn't get it. We, How many times have we heard Heather go on about how amazing her mum was? Like, she was the cookie cutter, leave it to be the June Cleaver mum. You don't get it. That's fine that you don't get it. Then ask a question. Yeah. What did you think of... Monica saying, oh, this is why Jen never had anything nice to say about Lisa and Heather. Ooh, spill the tea. Why would you listen to anything Jen says? She just wants to be able to say that the person that Heather was ride or die for never said anything nice about her behind her back. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be listening to Jen. No, of course she's not listening to Jen, but she wants them to know, hey, P.S., she never liked you. She's being mean. I think Monica is just a little mini Jen. You do? I do. And I think she just turned on her early enough in the piece that she got away with it. Maybe. So Monica's just like, yeah, the fun Monica's dead, just like Taylor Swift said. I thought it was a bit funny that none of them got the reference. It's like, fuck (laughs) God, you people are old compared to her. (laughs) Even I get that. Yeah. And so the next time Heather is worried about Monica in Bermuda, Whitney gets a bad message or something or other, and Monica and Mary meet and Whitney's coming for Lisa. Oh, the Whitney Lisa fight. I'm up for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's just kind of like redactive when someone accuses another one of making it about them all the time. It's like, it's housewives. It's the show. Well, any final thoughts on those two shows or do you want to talk about Sizzles or any other shows you've been watching? I'm not up to date on things. Oh, Miami's good. Get up to date. Next week's Miami is when the cops get called at the Hochstein house. So, oh, so looking forward to that. And the fact that you're not up to date, I didn't want to mention it last time, but have you seen Julia try to opera sing? I have seen that bit. That's hilarious. That gave me life. It's just like a bad voice on a beautiful woman. It just feels like karma, you know? (laughs) She's too, because I find her very attractive. Yeah. So the fact that she can't sing, I'm sorry, I kind of like it. It's like, you can't have everything, bitch. And... Potomac, are you feeling a bit of a flop season or what are you thinking? Oh, I'm definitely feeling a flippity flop from Potomac Mm -hmm. because when there are moments when I'm like, I'd rather just uh, watch Candace sing than, (gasps) you know what I mean? I wrote that in my notes. I can't remember what for. Wow. I mean, the new chick's fine. I don't mind her, but I'm not getting excited about Potomac this season. No, me neither. Um, That show went downhill when, um, when Monique wasn't on it. Sorry, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Oh, that shit about Necker and fucking Wendy's mum's a bit cray. Yeah, I don't quite understand it. Me either. Why should we ask the DMV about the people she's prayed against? Is she insinuating that they might be dead? What? Okay, so Necker said that Wendy's mum said to, okay, that cousin, after she was saying that she's put their name in a shrine and then she said you should ask the DMV about those people that she's prayed against. Does she mean DMV as in motor vehicle department or as in Delaware, Maryland? 
Virginia. Oh, I, I assume she meant like the motor vehicle department, as in like they're not around anymore. Uh, I don't know. Her mama crazy. Wendy's mama is crazy. So in the last episode, you, did you watch it? Yeah, but not closely. And then she, when she was giving the speech at the Holy Communion and she says, these are my yeah. kids, I birthed them. She's yeah. fucking nuts. She should be <laughs> fucking housewife. Her and Mary Cosby, they remind me of each other. Wow. Okay. That stuff's fucking crazy, but the rest of it was like flippity-flopsy. But obviously... We're going to get to the point with the Mia and G stuff at some point, right? That happens before yeah, the end of the season. I, I don't think Robin's on the ropes enough. No, me either. She's very defensive though. But I want them to give it to her a bit more. I wonder if she's completely going through a depression because the mm. way that she does not care with what Juan's doing, it just strikes me as depressive behaviour. It's like I don't, I just don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think the best part of the episode, apart from the Robin and Necker talk about Wendy's mum, was that fucking fly mosquito sound effect over Karen when she got chewed <laughs> by the bug. I love a sound effect. I thought it was so good. But yeah. the rest of it was flopsy. Yeah, it was Like flopsy. it was fine. It wasn't flopsy. It was just fine, whatever. It's fine. It's that's fine. Okay. So what's, uh, what's sizzling? Did you see that... It all happens at the fucking quiet woman in Orange County, let me tell you. But it was John Jansen. Did you see mm-hmm. how he was at dinner and Alexis Bellino was there? Oh, okay. And so we think they might be dating. Like we think that they <gasps> met there that night and that she's calling him a new friend and she's looking oh, forward oh. to hanging out with him. And then someone was saying who was on Jeff Lewis's podcast. I can't think of who was on Jeff Lewis's podcast, but they were saying that everyone in Newport has dated John Jensen. So apparently he's a bit of a whore. So he, oh, he gets around. Good for him. So we'll see. What else? What else? There's no positive sizzle, so I'm just not even going to peep. Sorry. I read yeah. th- I, I read through some of them with Nathan and he was like, that's all depressing. And I'm, we agree. So <laughs> we're just going to end on name it. Name them. Name them. Name them. All right, that's name it. Name them. Yeah. And if if you like anything about our podcasts, write a review and name them. Name them. And if you don't name like them. anything about our podcast, all don't I have name them. All I have to say is so you say. This I know. So you say. <laughs> that I know. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right, bye. Bye.